Okay, it's getting down to the nitty gritty. The divorce has been filed, and now you have to crunch the numbers and find out how much child support is going to be due. Is child support based on the parent's net income or gross income, and what does that include? Let's find out. Hi, I'm attorney Paul Whalen from Afford Law. At Afford Law, we practice criminal and family law throughout Massachusetts. Our fees are all based on a sliding scale based on your income. What that means is that the less you make, the less you have to pay. So let's take a look today at child support and what is included in income, okay? So first of all, child support obviously is paid by the non-custodial parent to the custodial parent for the financial support of the children. Okay, one of the main uh, factors that goes into the child support uh, guideline worksheet is the parent's income. Each parent's income has to be included. It puts into the formula. Uh, that's sort of what starts the ball rolling as far as uh, child support guidelines go. But what uh, is the income based on? Is it gross income or is it net income? The answer is simply gross income. So you don't worry about taking out taxes or anything like that. You look to the gross income of the parents. And what is included in gross income? Essentially, everything that is a money-making venture for that person. So anything that brings in revenue to that person is considered in the income for the pretty much for the most part, 99%. Okay, so that includes uh, most commonly it starts off with uh, any uh, in, any work income. So salaries or wages, that certainly is income. Any bonuses that are paid by the work is included in income as well. Significant fringe benefits will count as well. Company car, uh, a corporate uh, credit card or something like that. Uh, because what that does is that reduces that person's personal obligations to, to um, to support themselves and therefore basically frees up more money that will go to the child or the children uh, to support them. Any government payments, so Social Security, Social Security disability, those are all uh, included in uh, income as well. Um, uh, any, uh, any lawsuits, any, any income from, from lawsuits, workers' compensation payments, that's all included in, in the income and in gross income as well. Um, any rents, so if you have rental property and you're receiving rent, uh, the net rent, so that's above anything that you pay to upkeep the, the property, so that, that's included as well. Investments in stocks, bonds, any kind of portfolios like that. Um, any in-kind payments, what in-kind payments are basically um, barters or exchanges of, uh, of goods or services. So if your ex is, uh, say, a plumber and, and he does somebody's plumbing work uh, and instead of getting paid, the person who's, uh, whose work gets done is, is a car mechanic or something and they fix his car uh, as, as an exchange. Well, there's value to that. And that value must be added into the gross income. Now, that's, of course, a little bit harder to uh, establish rather than somebody's salary or somebody's wages. But that is something that the court can include uh, in figuring out somebody's gross income when it comes to child support payments. Um, any overtime uh, or income from a second job? Now, this is important to uh, an important distinction. That's only true if the, um, the second job or the overtime uh, was basically in place. There's some sort of history of that prior to the child support order. So if that's going on ahead of, you know, beforehand, 
um, that would be included in that person's gross income. However, any uh, second job or overtime that's, uh, that occurs after the child support guidelines are, are ordered, um, I'm sorry, after the child support is ordered, um, that income is generally not included because the court doesn't want to uh, punish somebody for having the initiative for going out to earn more money uh, to support themselves. So that's, that's an important distinction as far as overtime uh, and um, uh, a second job. Before the order, it's included. After the order, generally not. Uh, what else have we got? Okay, so that's basically, and, and, and anything else that you can think of for the most part, the only thing really that's excluded are any government payments, say a social security disability payment to the child. So if the parent is receiving funds uh, on behalf of the child, that's not included because uh, technically that's not the income of the parent. That's, that is for uh, the benefit of the child. Now, those are all the, uh, those are just some of the uh, elements of gross income. So you take somebody's gross income, but there are certain deductions that are due to uh, a, a person. Uh, certain deductions such as supporting um, other children or uh, a former spouse. If there's a court order in place already, child support or alimony from a previous marriage or a previous relationship, that has to be deducted uh, from that person's gross income because they're basically, they're on the hook. They don't have that income uh, themselves as disposable income. They don't have any discretion over using that. That's going to somebody else under a court order. Therefore, it's deducted from uh, that person's gross income figure. Um, let's see, what else do we have? Healthcare uh, premiums that are paid. So if somebody's on the hook to pay um, healthcare for the, the spouse and for the children, <clears throat> those payments are deducted uh, from the uh, from that person's gross income as well, because once again, if they're making those payments, they are that income is not available to the person to use for their own benefit. Um, similar to that is our dental and vision uh, insurance payments, same same sort of situation, um, and child care costs also come into play as well. So if um, someone's paying for childcare uh, for the children that, that are involved in the child support order, that payment uh, is deducted from that person's income, okay? So if, if uh, childcare is expensive, as everybody knows, so if somebody's paying, uh, you know, $100 a week for, uh, for the benefit, for, to keep the child in, ch in daycare, that $100 comes off of that person's gross income Therefore, they don't. That's their child support payments are not based on that, including that one hundred dollars. So uh, those are basically the. That's the, basically the rundown of income, what is considered income and what is not, uh, and how gross income is used uh, with certain deductions. Um, so child support obviously is very important. It's a very contentious uh, portion of uh, divorces, oftentimes, um, and it's not so much in the arriving at the number itself in the formula because it is just the formula. You put in all the numbers and you get the bottom line and that's what's that's what is generally ordered although the court does have some discretion to deviate from that oftentimes the uh the conflict comes when the one spouse says oh the you know so and so is not reporting all the income that they have they're, they're working under the table or they're getting money from somewhere else that they're not reporting that's really where the uh, the majority of the battles happen uh, over um, child support payments so as I say, at Afford Law, we do practice criminal and family law uh, in Massachusetts. Our fees are all based on a sliding scale based on your income. So the less you make, the less you have to pay for our services. We want everybody 
that's possible to be represented by competent attorneys when they're going into the family law or criminal laws in uh, criminal law courts in Massachusetts. Please feel free to visit us at affordlaw.org and feel free to book a free virtual appointment with me. I'd be happy to answer any questions you might have about criminal law or family law in Massachusetts, because at Afford Law, we're making justice affordable. Thank you.